All right, guys. Thank you so very, very much. Appreciate uh, you guys hanging out. I'm going to hop down into the after party room where any of you guys who are here live are welcome to hang out absolutely free. It does not cost you a dime to be here. You just get to listen to gold for live for free today. And uh, perhaps one of our moderators can use the command to get everybody moved. I'm going to hop down into the after party room now. Give it up on it. I, I'm, I'm seriously, I just I give it up. I'm just check in every now and then, see what's going on down out of there. Oh, Sinclair, did you quit? Pretty much. Uh, I hate to hear that, man. I'm just Quick tired work. of it. it. It's the same shit every day, every day. And I can't progress. I'm just done with it. What's wrong with the outro, Snake Eyes? What happened to the outro? I'm not re-recording the outro. Why do I need to re-record the outro? Sinclair, what did you quit? It's, it's not better than the intro. The game. Yeah, I hate to hear that, Sinclair. But you know what? Your story is not uh, unheard of. I've heard that from more than one player. Are you? Are you? Are you, are you playing Eve? Am I what? Are you playing Eve? Oh, big time! And I love that game. You know, it's it's so funny that you talk about that. It it definitely appeals to a couple of different types of players. Now, guys, listen, we're we're down in this room. Guys, please. <laughs> That's scaly. I think it's scaly. Thank you. Um, I don't know. Oh, that might is that Mark? Let's see. Nope, not Mark. Somebody help me out. Uh, is it Death? Alexa. No, it's not, it's not death either. If, what did she say? Red Angel. If y'all get a chance, watch the um, Talking in Stations podcast has that to be Fish, Rev, and two other people whose names I can't remember did today. They made some really great points about Eve Echoes that they said, look, this, while you can. New game called Eve Echoes. Uh, please, yeah, sorry. Please, guys, go and, go and push to talk if you guys don't mind. Uh, if, if you've got background noise or whatnot, because uh, I don't have it filtered in this room. But, uh, yeah, I, you know what? I'd love to promote that. Uh, there's a great uh, young lady. Her name is Who's a Fish? And she has been doing a podcast now for uh, – she played uh, the Alpha and both Betas. And she is – uh, she is the ultimate DJs of Eve Echoes. She does the best podcast, and I've listened to all of them. She does the best podcast uh, of anybody in Eve Echoes. She does a great job. She uh, always has a guest. And by the way, her guests are developers from CCP and NetEase. Like the developers come on her show every single week. Um, her and uh, Rev Deuce were planning a show for today. I haven't watched it yet, I don't know what time zone she's in. But uh, she does her show every Sunday as well. But now, I don't think she does hers live. She produces hers. Uh, but nonetheless, she is a great content creator. If I was going to recommend two content creators for Eve, it would be uh, Who Was a Fish and Captain Benzie. Captain Benzie yep. is a genius. And he as well. Dude is awesome. He as well played the Alpha and both Betas. So they know their game. As math and nerdy as I am about Star Trek, they know Eve Echoes. I've enjoyed watching their content. Here's the thing about Eve Echoes. And I think it, it, it matters. Like, you're having a great time over there, Sinclair, you said. I haven't as much, and I, and I hate to say this. I've played it, and I've given it every shot, and I, I still play it every single day. Um, I am playing it every day. I, I like Sinclair. Do like you, you have a corporation, first yes, off. Yes, I'm in a corporation, but 
Are you in your own corporate? I mean, are no, you have a group, no. A group I joined somebody else. I joined somebody else. But 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 I am not. I. I don't know. I don't know what it is for me. To me, I feel like all it is, all I am doing, okay, no lie, all I'm doing are encounters. And and to me, that's not engaging enough. I mean, it's just mission after mission after mission after mission. I, that That's not good enough for me. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm doing. Okay, I I haven't. Well, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not enjoying it. I mean, it's just because I'm going out. I'm killing miners. Um, uh, I do my encounters. We get it together in a bunch of fleets. We go out. We kill them. Oh my goodness! We'll See now, I would love the PDP. And we just last I, night we raised over thirty five mil. I would yes. love the PVP part of it. I know I would. I would love to do the PVP part. Oh, the yes. problem is, and maybe, maybe, maybe my team is not, you know, as PVP as as maybe what I should be. You know, maybe my corporation is not quite as aggressive as what I'm looking for out of that game. I do want to go out. I do want to kill a bunch of players, um, but I I I can't go alone. Right? You can't go alone. Right. That's very dangerous to go alone. Um, and yeah. it's extremely That's dangerous it. to go alone. So I am struggling because, yeah, Speed Rings, you've got it right. I like the community aspect of Star Trek better than Eve because uh, the players that I'm going out with, well, I can't, I'm not going out with anybody. <laughs> And that's why I don't well, want to see, go now, out. And, and now, I, so it sounds to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll use your own terms on you. <laughs> sounds like you're in the wrong corporation. Maybe I we am. Have guys, we have guys live right now. I just look. We always have guys on that we could talk to around the clock, almost sitting we wee hours in the morning. We've got Europeans and we've got Americans. There's always somebody on chat. Going PvP. And yeah. Always. Well, not necessarily PvP, but just talking and learning. And, you know, these guys are veterans of EVE Online. A lot of that translates to EVE Echoes. And these guys are training. Man, I have learned. So these guys actually said, dude, I am impressed with how <laughs> much I have learned. Snake Eyes says we do have guys killing well 20. Fight. Snake Eyes says we do have guys killing 24-7. I'm just not engaging with them. Maybe. But but here's here's the next thing. Here's one thing that I do like about Star Trek. Um, uh, not one thing, but one thing that I like better about Star Trek is that I don't have to be uh, engaged in the team aspect for me to accomplish something. I mean, I can do. I can go into Eve and I can run all the solo encounters that I want to. All right, I, absolutely. Um, but if I do want to go out in PvP, it seems like I can't find you know the right time. And not a, not only that, not only that, but PvP in Eve almost almost requires voice i mean really right it almost right. requires active voice uh and and i can't always do that if i'm playing at midnight in my house and the kids are asleep and my wife is asleep i can't i can't be in voice you know well you um, also got to remember something else the game is only what two two weeks old two just over two weeks old so the people the game hasn't fully developed into what it is well, designed to be I know. Yet. that's why i haven't quit it i'm still playing i'm, I'm still playing uh i just I'm not, you know, and Snake Eyes is probably exactly right. I'm probably not utilizing my corporation the way I need to. I'm not as plugged in. I'm not as plugged in as I would like to be, um, you know, with the PvP aspect of it because I don't want to go into another game just to be a miner. I don't, um, you know, now I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I here's the thing. I'm still playing it. I'm still giving it a little bit of time, but to me, it's not quite as free range. I think is maybe what I'm trying to say. Like, I can't log in and do anything I want at any given time. 
If I want to log into Star Trek and go PvP, I can. If I want to log into Star Trek and go raid, I can. If I want to log into Star Trek and do missions, I can. If I need to go do PvP or PvE, I can. Uh, and you can't necessarily do that in Eve unless you're, you know, actively chatting with your team or in voice with your team. And uh, and that is one aspect that is a little bit too hardcore for me. All right, to, to well, be let's, honest with let's, you. Let's, let's address the elephant in the room. Eve Echoes cost you $15 a month to play the game. Everything else you buy was in-game cash. That's true. You cannot do that. You cannot, under any circumstances, then Star Trek Fleet Command. I Period. agree. Yes. Which is yeah. why which yeah. is why I'll pro- FTP players. Yeah, which is why I'll probably believe it or not, I mean if I as long as I'm logging into it, I'll probably still give him the fifteen bucks, to be perfectly honest with you. As long as I'm still playing and still logging in, I will I will probably still buy the Omega clone. But um, right. I just uh, like I said, I haven't made and, and again, I might not be as plugged in as Snake Eye says I need to be. I, and and that may be. I'm very busy. Uh, I'm very busy, you know, with work and my family and then this game and then being a content creator for this game uh, and and devoting the amount of time it takes to deliver excellent content for this game. I don't want to divide my efforts to to the point where I'm only okay at both games. You know what I'm saying? Well, I want to be... All, yeah, and all, all I'm saying in contrast to what you're saying there is, and that's fine, but don't downplay the effect that Eve's... Oh, I'm not. Uh, has I, I'm and, not because that game is is basically a free to play game. I agree. And with I that. have one of the most powerful yeah, so ships at my level out there right now. Not, uh, above forty. V what? ready, V ready. The reason I, I put as you as on... you're not above uh, level forty, this game is free too. There you go. Thanks, V ready. I was just gonna say, go on push to talk. I'll unmute you, but you've got a lot of background noise coming in. So if you want to talk, uh, just press the button. Okay. Okay, so um, anyway, it's uh, no Stevens Aaron. I did have him on server mute because of the background noise we're getting. So just go on push to talk and, and uh, hop up when you're ready to, to give a com- uh, give a comment. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, I'm not trying to downplay Eve at all. I, I think it's a f- phenomenally built game. I think the level of um, communication is phenomenal. I think the uh, the communication from the developers is phenomenal. <laughs> They're, they're, so, uh, it, it is 50,000 times more than what Scopely gives us. I agree. I agree. Their communication is spot on. Um, They've only had one major problem with the game so far that I know of, and mm-hmm. then put the game down for about eight hours. It was more than that. Because they did was, a patch. It was like 14 but hours. It might have been, yeah, but it was, it was a while. 14, but... but- they compensated the hell out of us. They did good. They did good. Uh, and and again, I'm I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying you, you you guys are misinterpreting. I'm still playing the game. I'm still you know enjoying what I'm doing in the game. I'm just not getting out of the game what uh, I believe was hyped to me when I joined the game. And it may be because I'm not engaged with the team enough, or it may be that I don't have the time to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's a great game. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's a phenomenal game. Um, it, it's just, uh, you know, like some people have said, I downloaded it and then I got rid of it. It really wasn't for me. This is a game that that uh, is not for everybody, okay? And, and that's okay, you know? I mean, there doesn't have to be one game, you know, exclusively that you play. If you want to play them both, that's great. Um, I agree. The monetization here early the monetization in eve echoes is extremely low but again you said it yourself we're only two weeks in all right i don't know i don't know i mean this game right now okay this game right now is millions of dollars in the red millions of dollars in the red okay so they are going to 
they trust me, they're going to have to increase monetization. All right, I mean, they're they're literally tens of millions of dollars in development. They're in the red. Monetization will increase. Mark my words. It'll happen. And Haven, I'm with you. Some of us aren't interested in starting up another game, and I I agree. All right. And Scaly says, and, Scaly, uh, you sorry. say, you say, uh, hang on, Vito, I'll get to you in a second. You say, Scaly, it's about draining people dry. You know, some games are harder about monetization than another. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I've listened a lot to Who is a Fish uh, and her podcast. She came, she came from a game two years ago that was, in, in her words, extremely monetized, and that was Nova Empire. Anybody who knows about that game, well, it was extremely monetized, and that's why she left that game and came to Eve Echoes, the, the alpha beta, or the alpha at that time, and then played the betas. So, you know, she left a game because of the extreme over-monetization of Nova Empire. So I understand why it has draws to certain people, but you know, it, it just depends on what it is. Here, here's another thing. You know, now, granted, this is this brings the corporation or the teamwork play back into it, but uh, you know, Wham will tell you, uh, we went out the other day and he died. Uh, JB will tell you, uh, we were actually together and he died and lost like $10 million worth of web or 10 million points worth of uh, weapons, you know? So, I mean, when you die in that game, you start from scratch. You are starting all yep. over. It's, you're dead. You're you dead. You die, you're dead. Punitive, but, but that's the way games should be. I mean, the I think that it, it, it eliminates some of the griefing that we get in Star Trek Fleet Command because, oh, I'll just kill you and I'll, I get to keep all my stuff and it costs me a little bit of whatever. It's very punitive and and just like real life. Hey, you just don't. There's consequences, and I actually like that about this game. Now, mind you, I've died multiple times, and you learn. But you also have to learn when the hell to get out. Right. There's strategy in play, big time strategy. Yeah. Now I have a very strong Moa that I use. That I I've never lost it. I've lost two ships prior to this. dumb moves me learning but i have a moa that i'm like the tank that goes in and takes all the hits while everybody else is beating everything else and i survive because i've learned how to get that ship out when it needs to get out i'm not losing it because this ship was going to cost me a fortune to replace if i have to replace it that's true and guys i didn't i didn't want to make the i didn't want to make gold all about and we may not we may not tape gold i mean i am rolling tape we'll see if we get anything out of it i didn't want to talk about eve the entire time uh, as a matter of fact i did have some stuff prepped yeah, for star trek but hear me now oh yeah hey haven what's up had, um sorry i had to reboot my uh headphones but yeah i i don't want to be a downer on those who keep talking about eve but some of us are really not interested because we this is the game we're playing. So exactly. And, and you know, and that's well, that's where, in, and that's where you know, I have to be careful, too, in how we separate the content. Obviously, you guys know I'm doing way more content. I haven't done an Eve video in, like, two weeks. I'm doing way more content for Star Trek. And, and to be honest with you, I'm comfortable with that. I'll tell you why I'm comfortable with that. Because I know this product. I know the mechanics. And, and even if they're not perfect, I know how, to, how this game works. And I know how to, to be effective in this game. Uh, and, and I just, I know it a lot better. I am not, you know, I, I joked with you guys that I wasn't intending on being a, a creator, a content creator for Eve. They, they invited me to the program and you know, that's great. And I thought, you know, maybe, maybe I can do it. I simply don't know enough about the game <laughs> and clearly, and clearly I am not engaged enough or not knowledgeable enough about the game to be able to deliver quality content, which is why I haven't tried. I'd rather not deliver 
you know, bad content, which is why I've been focusing on Star Trek. You know, Rev is doing a lot with Eve. No One Shell is doing a lot with Eve right now. And, uh, and, and I believe... I am good at Star Trek con- uh, content, and and that's why I want to give that to you because I would rather del- I would rather make and create good, you know, a lot more good Star Trek content and give that to you guys because I feel like I have something to teach you. I feel like I have something that I can I can learn upon you, and that's why I'm here. So you know, guys, I will never. Uh, uh, ignore the elephant in the room. I know Eve is a threat. I know Eve is a product that a lot of people are playing, and it's a very similar style to Star Trek. But I got to tell you, me personally, at this date and time, I still like Star Trek better, and I'm going to continue to provide this content for you guys and continue to have conversations about it, which is why I don't want to spend too much time talking about Eve, because that's even why I created the Eve channels down below so people could opt in to the Eve content. If they want the Eve content, they can opt into it. Yeah, Vita, go ahead, buddy. One thing about Eve. You folks, okay, okay, we know STFC is as expensive. Yeah, they got big pack prizes. But as long as you're below level 40, you do not need to buy them if you spend time. With Eve, it's the same. Okay, Eve may have a $15 pack, but Eve also has a $200 pack. I haven't seen those in STFC yet. <laughs> That's true. Uh, they do. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, they uh, do. There's a difference between what those are. That's true. There is You're, a $200 pack, but that, that's bad. That's, that's totally pain. something yeah, completely but not still, even the same. There is a $200 pack. Agreed. But, Vita, what it, what it's paying for is actually a year's worth of content. You, you're buying a year long yeah, okay, subscription. But, no, but my point is simply is. Uh, you keep saying like how much cheaper uh, Eve is over SDFC. Okay, that might be true, but in both cases, you do not need to spend it. That's tr- you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It, it, I I agree. The subscription is not a good comparison to our packs, Hudson. I agree with that. But uh, the one point that he makes is that both games are capable of being free to play to a certain point, and that's why I say Eve is so early on that we're not seeing the long term ramifications yet, guys. A year from now, I'd be willing to bet that you see more monetization than you see today, and that's okay. I'm not saying that any company can't make money. They 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 spent tens of millions of dollars releasing this product they've been testing it for they wrote it for a year and then spent two years testing it they are in the hole so we will see you know how their monetization works and we'll see what their churn and the retention is you know they've got they said uh who is a fish asked a developer the other day how many players are active in the game uh and even now they had 5 million pre-registrations. As of a week ago, they had only had about 1.8 million people download it. And so far, daily logins are still only at about half a million. And we're only two weeks in. So, you know, here's the thing. How many daily logins does Star Trek have? I don't know if it's half a million, but it's certainly a few hundred thousand. You know, uh, it's certainly a couple hundred thousand. We've always we've always expected it to be at least over 150 to 200 thousand. So, uh, you know, here's the thing. Zakara says I will always like Star Trek better because it's what I know and what I like. And Zakara, that's what I fall back on. It's Star Trek. It's Star Trek, and that's what I, I love. The pro- and, and now, especially, guys, with the acquisition of the library, you know, like I say, Scopely has an opportunity to really turn this game around and i think they would be wise 
uh, and not even turn the game around, but to change their mentality on the delivery of this content. Now that they've got 50 plus years worth of library uh, in, you know, their vault uh, available to them, I really think that they literally, I mean, I, I think that there are literally, when you're dealing with three movies, guys, I think there are constraints when you're dealing with a multi-year product. Now that you have all these other properties and all these other likenesses and ships that you can use, I, I think that changes your development strategy, don't you think? I, I literally think it, it changes how you map out the life of this plan. Stevens Aaron says the same thing like DJ said. I like Star Trek Fleet Command for the same reasons as you said. It's quick and easy to pop in, do my dailies without having to interact if I don't need to, but being able to if I want to. Guys, uh, today earlier, uh, my wife and I wanted to go uh, out uh, for lunch. All right, She drove, and I spent 20 minutes uh, doing some quick active mining real quick. And then when I was done, I went, you know, I signed off. You know, that's that's a very big advantage of the game and what I like about this game. Snake Eyes says, on the other hand, if Scopely continues to be Armadas after Armadas after Armadas, I agree. And Sinclair says the same thing. I love Star Trek, but with all the new IPs, I see this <clears throat> as uh, a repeat of prior events. If they, you know, monetize this majorly, uh, I, I basically he's saying he thinks that Scopely is going to exploit the library. And you know what? That's certainly a very yeah. possible outcome. That's a very possible outcome, Sinclair, so I don't blame you for feeling that way. However, I urge Scopely to acknowledge the fact that, you know, three movies is different than 55 years worth of library, and I think your development cycle can change now. I really, I really think that it can. Stevens Aaron says if it wasn't Scopely, it'd be somebody else. That may not be inaccurate. That may not be wrong, but nonetheless, I love this game. So can we... Can we uh if they're going to be adding a whole bunch of new characters, can we get a revamp of the officer window and how we select our officers? Oh God, please. I would also love to see the ability to build favorite, um, crews, crew loadouts, be able to select your favorite. Yeah. Crew loadouts. Oh, yeah, working crew on loadouts. They, they say that so they've been working can, on that for like a year. Haven. Oh, they've been saying that for a I long know. time. So oh, yeah. are we going to get it? Yeah. They've said it for a year that they're working on crew loadouts. Uh, you know, a real simple thing that people have suggested that I think would be a wonderful thing is sorting by health, defense and attack. If I'm looking for a way to get some extra attack points in my crew loadout for my, my ship bonus, I want to be able to sort by that. Right now, the only way to do it is either blind luck uh, or extreme knowledge of your officers, like knowledge even beyond what I've got, or using an Excel spreadsheet or one of the tools from the community. You know what I'm saying? So um, there are tools out there that help you with that, but that's an outside source, and it should be available within the game. It should be. I agree. I agree. But think how much quicker if we just could have officer loadouts that we assign because, you know, you're going to go and, and do your swarms. So you want your Pike, Murrow, Talon. And then you're going to go grind a bunch of of uh, traders up in Groomsbridge or something. Yeah. You want to swap out real fast to Chen. Oh, trust me. I'm yeah. with you. Max says they're going to have to split up the packs, though. Uh, otherwise, we'll never be able to acquire an officer split amongst 500 officers. Yeah, but, Mac, I don't think they're going to release all that content like a floodgate. They're going to they're gonna continue doing it like they've done. They just have more to choose from now. You know, I don't see them launching 25 new officers in a month. You know, I, I think that it'll be it'll be released in a similar style like what they've been doing. Um, 
as far as new content coming into the game. I just think now that you don't have to drag it out over three months. I think you can. I think. Listen, uh, what, what, let's talk about speed of progression. How would you guys feel about say, you know, maybe two or three new library type officers, library related officers, say in a month's time, uh, you know, with a new story. If the acquisition of those officers was, you know, reasonable, and, and I don't mean necessarily only auctions. I'm not saying that the auctions won't happen, but I mean they need to be able to be obtained without an auction. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I don't have a problem releasing a couple of new officers every couple of months or even, you know, on a monthly basis if their rate of acquisition is reasonable. Um, but, but I don't know. I don't know what Scopely has laid out for this, for this thing. Uh, but I, I can also tell you this, Mac has got a very good point. I don't want to wait four years for Janeway. You know, I don't want to wait three years for next generation. You know, I want to get to some of this stuff sooner rather than later. So I don't know. I, I guess at this point we kind of have to wait and see, you know, but I'll tell you this three months on a singular story is definitely too much. It's definitely too much. And I feel like we've got to, uh, we've got to, to tighten the belt on that a little bit. <clears throat> Devil's Advocate says, I'd like to see a changeling officer that can mimic any other officer. Can you imagine having two cons? Oh. <laughs> That's actually super creative, Advocate. Uh, and that would, be, that would be an officer that would 1,000% be an auction officer. That would be an expensive officer. Can you imagine? How about a sandbox system? See, now you're changing the entire architecture of the game. That's that's tough. That's tough. How would you make what this how would you turn that? how would you turn this game into a sandbox? I don't think no, you, I don't think you can do just it. Just a sandbox system. Like uh, that you have uh, a playground where you can play with anything, even if you don't own it yourself. Just for testing, Ooh, uh, for experiencing. So test drive them test driving well no we've talked yeah. about the need for you know a practice battle simulator we've talked about the need for something like that to help us test officers and test you know ship component upgrades and things like that some type of a battle simulator would be great uh, for us to be able to learn how to use some of the stuff without you know potentially losing resources trying to test out stuff so i i don't disagree with that i'd love to see some type yeah like you say a sandbox system or a battle simulator something like that where it's kind of like free range you know uh learning only research and not uh not something that not uh, you're points, at risk. Yeah, not so for you, any you, uh, rewards you just step away system. from everything of yours no 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 right. my idea was a sandbox system that once you enter it uh you can pick whatever you want you See, can I, pick your crew you can pick a, a ship you got yes, everything but then available you would leave it all behind when you leave it yeah <laughs> I'm with yeah, Mac. You introduce you want to spend it now. Introduce Dabo girls into the game. Yeah. But you know what? To whoever made that point, that's fine. Because if you know what you want and you know what you want to spend on, if you're if something makes you happy, then you are more likely to spend on it. Uh, I'm okay with opt in spending. All right. What I don't like is being required to spend. And we've <coughs> talked we've talked about that in the past. So you know, and there's a lot of cool officer abilities that you could write that don't conflict with other things in the game. You know, uh, you could write self-detrimental uh, uh, officer abilities like Mac is saying, you know, <laughs> Dr. Pulaski, really, that's who you want to see as an officer because she didn't even she didn't even make the series like she was one of the least popular characters. That's why she got fired. 
Like she where's she, her, she got fired her, from TNG actually. because she was not a popular character. Well, she wasn't meant to be there for the whole time, though. Actually, Dr. originally, Pulaski. originally she was because uh, Doctor Crusher. Not was, what I read on Looper. Doctor Crusher. She didn't was fired. connect with the cru- cast for... because everyone was mad. They fired Doctor. Yeah, Doctor Crusher got Crusher fired. Crusher was fired because of a specific writer who didn't like her. Yeah. As cr- soon as that writer was gone. Thank you, Dr. Crusher's back. Yeah, Crusher was fired. They brought in Pulaski to be uh, the replacement, but she didn't test well with the audience. She didn't test well with the crew. And once things happened on the backside with the production team, then, you know, that that producer was gone, Pulaski was fired, and Crusher was brought back. So. Well, I I want Nurse Chappelle. Yeah, me too. Where's my gel? I just think that there are more more officers we could have than you know. Oh yeah. The, pe- uh, <laughs> the no, people. You have to think I about mean, it we got to... Look how many look how many different characters that she played throughout all of Star Trek. Who? Oh yeah 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 yeah. No. I know I know I know but you know I, I we think. Got over, I mean, which one is the one that married Gene Roddenberry? Yeah, that's Michelle. Yeah, that that's was her. But uh, with, with Chekhov, we know it's a decision from the family not yes, to Yes, but now we can get Walter but Koenig in the, the game. Case we have the original Chekhov. Yeah, we can get Walter we Koenig in the Walter game now. Cohen. We could get him. I'm sorry, He'll do it. but you need Chekhov in this game. He's from a, a major, narrative standpoint, he's a major I, part of well, Star Trek. I, he's he is he is a, a key character as far as the the whole story and the fan base goes. But you know, even he was as an actor. Walter Koenig was bitter about the downplay of his role uh, in Star Trek. He said that his character was never given enough time. Uh-huh. His character was never developed properly. Like he he always felt he was the redheaded stepchild, so to speak, of the original series because he didn't even come in in the first season anyway. So, yeah. Well, Snake Eyes says he was. Yeah. DJ Space, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we talk mud for a few minutes, or? Yeah, let's talk a little bit. Oh, Space Track. Yeah, let's talk about mud. You were you were giving us some really interesting uh, testing that you had done, but we couldn't really communicate super well there. So let's talk about mud. Um, Your your suggested crew was Eurydice, uh, Mud 2.0. And uh, and who? Uh, I was well. I have multiple crews. I was telling this to Snake Eyes because I couldn't figure out how to get in and tell you yourself. But I'll go over it. I have like two or three crews. The one that we were talking about in there was Mud. Two, was Eurydice as the uh, command commander or captain with Mud Two and um, with Decius. Right. And I right, call right, it the right. hit crew because of its combined hit per hit. Right, because you're getting um, every time you every time you take a shot, Decius is going to improve nine uh, percent if he's maxed, and then of course if your shields are up, Eurydice is going to give you a ten percent boost. Uh, with Mud Two, you're getting synergy of five percent, so that's fifteen plus nine is twenty four percent. So you're getting a twenty four percent base boost. Right, go ahead. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, so yeah, 20, I was having issues. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go please. No, I was having problems getting him to trigger. Remember the first couple of weeks he came out? I was one on the first week, three weeks ago, to win him. I didn't get him all out, but I had him um, like, you know, five days later for, because of the event. 
And what it allowed me to do was try and figure out how the hell to use him. I am a different player than most of you all. You all are chasing the ships. I chase the crew. So for the money you all put in to get those um, fancy jellies and wonderful <laughs> four-star ships, I put all that money into my crew. So I have all the Borg. I have all the uh, the Rogue. I, ha I pretty much have everybody but two people, and Harrison being one of them. But anyway, the long and short of it was I was trying to find ways to use him because I since I only have like a, a 1.4 million Sally, it's kind of hard to figure out how to do him. So what I was looking at was something that would be an attack crew that I could later build up as I eventually did get, say, an Enterprise or something later on. And I started to look at the synergy bonuses. When you put uh, the MUDs together, and when I talk to the MUDs, I'm talking about the three. There's actually Row too. She's the third. Mm -hmm. You can combine that with Eurydice to get up to the 20% uh, synergy by themselves. I looked at that and I said, well, gee, wouldn't it be a little bit better to get a higher impact? So I added Decius, and that's what allowed me to get up to 24%. Now, the, what I'd found about it is I was having a hard time to trigger MUD2 at all, uh, except for using 5. And I'd shared that with you all a couple weeks back. Right, because his proc rate is crew, really low. Yeah. I could get him to do his 20% to, to actually 30% triggering. Well, I mean, maybe 30% in, in net testing, but, I mean, the only way to get him to 30% is to promote him. No, no, I, I, I agree. Net testing was what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, Now, yeah. What, what I was using them for was, um, um, since I have Sally, I usually use um, my uh, hostile crew with uh, Pike. And I'll go Chin. And I'd realized that I also have a maxed um, um, Vidar. So what I would use would... I would put the hit crew on the Vidar and allow Chin and the and Pike and Moreau to handle, you know, your freighters and stuff in the higher 40 systems and so. But what I found is that hit crew really loved to tear up battleships. So I started to figure out, well, what was the percentage over time and how could I increase it? And that all started with Decius. What I found was I went ahead and invested in Roe, my third mud. And I brought her up to tier two, and I'm trying somehow to get her to three, so she'll trigger more often. I tried the pike stuff we're talking about, and that never worked for me. I could never get pike to trigger any combination worth a darn. And maybe that's just me, and I'll leave it at that. If you guys are better at it, then that's fine. We all have our, our thing. But what I did find is to tweak the hit crew, if I took Decius out and put Roe in, now I had a two-edged threat for PvP or for grinding. Those battleships now had a chance of triggering either Roe or, um, you know, Mud 2 or Harry, however you want to refer to him, 40% of the time. And in some cases, when I, and I'm doing 10s and 10s, you know, usually against those battleships I was telling you about. And um, to me then, I had something that was a little more viable at that tier. Because I had, you know, it was actually getting to between 40 and 45%. So I had my 20% synergy that I was getting from, you know, Eurydice with the two MUDs. But then I was able to go take that to the next tier 40% of the time by either getting the 300% from Roe or by getting both or by getting, you know, um, my weapons damage in the first round with Harry. Do you, do you think that, I mean, because the, the synergy bonus would be the same from MUD 1.0. Did you do any testing with MUD 1.0? 
Depends on the logic or, or the scenario. For what I was doing with the battleship, it didn't make any sense because I'm going to take them out long before Your I'm going to lose my fall. shields. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. So if I'm going against an armada, then I'd put mud one in instead of mud two. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect because, you know, hostile grinding, you're not going to lose your shield. So mud 1.0 is worthless there. Mud 1.0 has a great deal of impact in in PvP and armada, stuff where you're going to lose your shields. Because obviously, yeah, mud 1.0 ain't go proc unless you lose shields. Uh, Exactly. And that falls into armadas, really, big armadas. And that's what I was finding. So what I, what I tended to do is I still prefer, I think I got it from you or one of Snake Eyes or somebody else on there. I really, for Mud 1, for Armadas, uh, this is in Mud Armadas, of course, I still prefer um, Mud 1 as captain with uh, Khan and with uh, Gorgon. So I tend to use him mainly in that role, unless I'm going up, you know, we have um, an alliance, you know, I, I, I am, uh, uh, I, I manage a small team, we're probably, you know, 22, 23 on the Alliance list. And as Admiral, I'm pretty much just trying to get to where I can grow up the kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Having those level uh, 25, 26, get to 32, where we, we have a sister alliance that's in the top five, and they'll move up from there. So I'm mainly responsible for the training, helping them crew, helping them suggest uh, ships, and that's kind of my role. So that's why I invest so much into the crews. But I was really excited, especially for this weekend's event, to have a second ship that could allow me to take out. Because honestly, with and maybe I just need to put in Talon, I can't take out those battleships with Pike and Moreau. I mean, they can grind traders all day, but I can actually do more with my Udisa crew than I can with Pike in that same scenario well yeah when you're you, when you're fighting the warships even in pve they they always hit harder that's why traders have always been kind of the go-to because they're still right. satisfying the level of the hostile but you know traders are always hey, with the exception of wolf wolf explorers just i mean they melt like butter so that's a good that's a good place to hit explorers basically but, uh bike works best for energy Exactly. Yes, you're exactly right. V-Ready is right. Pike is still great, uh, but literally only against explorers uh, with the energy weapons. Uh, the kinetic hits are tougher. Kinetic hits are tougher because, uh, first of all, Talon doesn't do as much. Plus, she's a common officer, so you're basically losing an entire slot worth of stat bonus. So, yeah, alternate, uh, alternate crews. But that's why a lot of people don't grind interceptors and battleships because there's they're just not as optimal as explorers and or traders good to know i like i said i came across it just simply from trying to find a use for the guy yeah i mean you know i spent all the time and rest to get me you know mud too and i was just like going well depending on what you're for him in the game yeah depending on what faction you are depending on what faction you are and what you're trying to hit uh explorers are still going to be better if you can find a decent system for them uh explorers and traders are always going to be your best bet with that pike uh pike moreau chen setup but if you are in a situation where you got to hit battleships or interceptors then you know uh you, you got to you got to look at it a different way max says also of course later in the game you got to be aware of this later in the game uh you have to be able to refine interceptor and battleship parts which only come from those respective ships so eventually you are going to have to be able to hit interceptors and battleships uh to get those parts to drop uh down here in 
uh, not dark space. There's only two ways to obtain parts right now in regular space, and that is in Ursva, where you can get explore parts and survey parts, and then in Groombridge, where the same thing. You can get um, you can get parts for uh, explorers and surveys there i am not aware stevens aaron says i grind explorers and traders in lakeside i'm not aware those don't give parts if i'm not mistaken stevens aaron unless i'm wrong unless that's changed if i'm not mistaken the only two places where you can get four star broken parts uh in low space is ursva and groombridge I know Groomsby. I don't know where Earth space. Earthspa is uh, is a little satellite system right to the northwest of Kronos, down deep in Klingon space. Got it. I'll be able to look for it then. Yeah. So, does anybody else have um, both muds or all all three muds together that could test? Or I'd be interested to see. I've if got all three of them. You guys could think of. Yeah, I got all three of them. I, I, I'll, I'll run some stuff. I have all of them. What What were you head. finding? What did you find a better use for them then, or a better combination than what I had seen? Well. I'll be honest with you, my, most of my tests... So, Eurydice, I feel like all of these uh, fall off of Eurydice, okay? that I feel like Eurydice is is the focal point. So, er, early on, just to, to make sure that she could double proc or triple or quad or whatever, just so she could multi-proc, I did run a Pike Moreau Eurydice, uh, obviously, which is a terrible setup, okay? But I just wanted to boost that proc rate up to 100% to make sure that she could proc, and we did prove that she could. So multiple, multiple procs are available from Eurydice if you can get her proc rate up. Um, therefore, that's why I kind of said during the show, I still like Eurydice as captain because her captain's maneuver is phenomenal. I love the captain's maneuver, uh, and her officer ability, I think, is a direct feed for MUD 1.0. And I still feel that once yeah. Eurydice is promoted to a decent enough tier... Her and MUD 1.0 will be phenomenal in both PvP and Armadas. Um, I know a lot of people are using a combination of Sesha and uh, Tiza in their exchange hostile grinding, which are both common officers and make a big impact. Uh, there's also uh, Avix, uh, who, if I'm not mistaken, Avix is reducing critical hit chance, or was it critical damage? I don't remember. Somebody said to run Avix. Critical hit chance. Critical hit chance. Somebody told me that if they were running uh, an Armada no. with two Avixes, I don't remember who it was. Somebody told me uh, whichever Avix one. Avix decreases the opponent. Opponents, opponents defensive defensive mitigation against okay, you. that's not it. You to do more damage. Which one like reduces? Which one reduces? It reduces the crit. Okay, that's what it was then. Somebody told me that if you went into um, a Stella Mata, okay, with all Stellas, and you had two people that ran Sesha as captain, then that would actually improve the entire team's output of the armada because the critical hit chance was not even decreased because what sesha does is she reduces critical hit damage so sesha so nine yes yeah, sesha as captain on two ships not only reduces the critical hit damage to zero but the armada still throws critical hits right critical so hit damage are you sure that's Sesha then? Because I can't Sesha remember. Sesha reduces the crit chance. The only one who reduced the critical damage was Gala. I thought maybe maybe it is Gala. Somebody told me that the critical damage was actually better than the critical chance. Uh, I, I don't know who that is. Really, really loud there. Somebody. Uh, yeah, space is walking outside. Okay, uh, space. I'll bring you back in here in just a minute, buddy. You, you got you got some noise. Uh, it, it might be Gala. Then uh, who was that? Karkin or Skippy? 
uh, it might be Gala because <laughs> somebody told me that if you ran two of those as a captain, then the when the Armada would throw a critical hit, it was actually throwing zero damage. Zero. So uh, not only were you reducing the criticals, but you were taking 30% of the Armada shots and you were basically nullifying them. You were taking a zero damage critical, which was actually extending the life of the battle. So Burn Like I says, yeah, that's Gala, and that does work. If you run two Galas in the captain's chair against, an Arma- against a Mudmada, then when the Armada throws a critical hit, it throws zero damage. And those critical, if I'm not mistaken, those critical chances on a Mud Mata is what, 25%? Or is it 20? I can't remember. It's either 20 or 25? 20. 20%. So 20% of your shots now throw zero damage at all. And that was actually really, really helpful. So that might be a, a small little trick using not even, um, not even a, uh, an augment crew. Uh, thank you. Yeah, decreases the damage from its critical hits. Uh, by 50%, and apparently Gala is working against these uh, these Armadas. So running Gala, is that, uh, oh, that's her officer ability? See, that's that's different then. Somebody told me that there was somebody you had to run as captain, and I don't remember who it is. I need to go back and look. I got to find it, because somebody said that, it, that if you ran these two officers as captain, or this one officer in two seats as captain, then it just nullified. It just blew the thing away on crits. I don't remember who it was. Just can't remember. Yeah, see, if if Gala is if that's an officer ability, then you could throw Pike Moreau and Gala on one ship and get rid of ninety percent of it, you know, and which would be better than sacrificing two ships worth of crews. <clears throat> Thank you, thank you. It is it is Sesha. It is Sesha. She's got, uh, if she procs, if she procs, it's going to reduce the critical hit chance by 15%. Um, and if you run two of those, then but you get it. That get has it nothing to do with the damage. That's just the crit chance. Uh, yeah, that's not it either. You're right. And it's possible in the first three rounds. Um, no, not three rounds. I, I think that's just at the beginning of the first round. Right, that, that she has a twenty yeah. percent chance to proc, but it would uh, last for the entire battle. I know that was intimidation. That's only the first uh, three rounds. Yeah, I can't remember. Right. Daggone it! I can't remember who it was. I need to go back and look. Yeah, if the chance is zero, they're not going to take a critical hit, which means all of the hits will be standard, which means even that 20%, even though they won't be critical, they'll still be throwing some damage. Somebody told me, and i got to go back and find it, there was – let me see if I can remember who it was. They told me that there was an officer that would that would force the Armada to throw zero damage criticals. And let me see who it was. Here it is. It was. It was Pike, Moreau, and Gala. There you go. Uh, and, yeah, here's what he said. Pike, Moreau, and Gala, one of them's 90%, but if you run two of them, then it completely negates the criticals, and it will throw critical hits, and it will be zero. That's what it was. Pike, Moreau, and Gala. I, I remembered that wrong. I thought he said it had to be in the captain's chair, but uh, you guys had it right. Pike, Moreau, and Gala. If you run that on two, it completely eliminates, and the criticals then show zero damage. There you go. Uh, Big Country says PSA. Not sure a lot of people know, but Epic uh, Exchange Armada shields do not regen in between battles. 
So if you're able to deal some damage to an epic, then the next one, if you're able to get through the shields, then the next one will be a lot easier uh, because their shields don't regen. So that's cool to know, too. You might have to take two runs, but your second run is definitely guaranteed to be a lot more successful if you've already eaten through the shields on the first one. There you go. So you might have to take two runs at a critical, or I mean uh, at an epic, but uh, you'll get it. You get a lot more damage on the second one. There you go. <clears throat> cool. I still haven't gotten my ultras from Panic yet. Just that uh, out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me see. He has prized. Let me look here. He's prized everybody through, and he is he is falling behind. He's prized out everybody through August second. Uh, so anybody yeah, August anybody August fi- so basically he hasn't done hardly anything for the month of August as far as prizing people out. Uh, yeah, Stevens Aaron. No, let's see. Who are you? Karkin. Yeah, you won on the 16th, so you're in that slot. Yeah. Stevens Aaron yeah. won on August 5th, and he's the first prize winner on the list that hasn't been paid out yet. So August. I was hoping to get it before the uh, times two left, but. Uh, yeah, sorry, shucks. man. August 5th and forward. Um, we don't have the we don't have the prize winners out yet. That's okay. I got everyone I wanted to in my heist, and I'm happy I got it down to 10. That's good. Good. Uh, housekeeping says so. In Stella Armadas, use Pike Moreau and Gala. No, no, no. Uh, only okay. So if you're going to use this mentality, if you're going to use this structure, then two players out of the five players in your Armada need to run a Pike Moreau Gala. If you're going to use this method, and they did say that the overall damage inflicted by the Armada was less because 20% of its shots were now throwing zero. So, yeah, one ship, Pike Morogala, second ship, Pike Morogala. The other three ships use normal Armada crew, and uh, 20% of the Armada shots will throw at zero. Does that reduction remain if those ships are destroyed? Good choice. Good question. I would imagine so because those things are always uh, activated at the beginning of the battle. That's why, if you remember, what was it, uh, an 8-7-9 combo during Borgmata's was the sacrificial lamb. That's what we called it because it was always the first to die. It was always the first one to die, but it would last throughout the entire battle. So, uh, yeah, I would imagine this is the same way. The the Pike Moreau Gala is definitely going to be a sacrificial lamb, but it impacts the Armada for the duration of the battle. That was nine. So, you know, an interesting thing might be... Oh, it was nine. Sorry, thank you. Nine of ten. Negated it was the nine. Uh, you know, an interesting test might be to run a Pike Moreau Gala on two ships on the first run of an epic, get rid of its shields, and then bring in all, like, uh, um, that player was mentioned in a minute ago. Sorry, I forgot his name. But bringing in the hit crew. Uh, Space Trek was bringing, talking about bringing in the hit crew. If you do... If you do a Pike Moreau Gala on two ships on an epic and don't kill it, your second run on the epic could be all major damage influencers because you don't need to get you don't need to get through the shields anymore. So all of it, you know, everything you're throwing at is going to go straight to hull. So you might want to do a damage type crew there, you know, and I mean probably kill it faster. So <clears throat> Lieutenant Razik says you would not need Pike if you had two Max Gala each at 50%. Uh, yes, that's correct. So you could bring one extra slot there. Uh, yeah, so you could still run like a like a, a Kirk Spock. But if you reduce that amount enough, could you have it healing you? 
retirement <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> but yeah that's that's interesting if you got it to 50 percent on gala you could yeah hudson says either a five six gala or a kirk spock gala uh, but yeah if you had two max galas at 50 percent and ran them in the side cards of two different ships then you would get the same thing yeah i like that idea i like that idea a lot cool oh by the way i misread uh, leslie's uh, capability ah uh, I didn't spend any time looking at it, so. It's like uh, if you uh, drop uh, in battle, if you drop, uh, if you have 35% remaining during the battle, then he should trigger. Ah, so it's only once you cross the 35% in battle. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's stinky. That makes he's not very, that means he's not as good afterwards. Cool. All right, there you otherwise, go. Otherwise, that, otherwise that, that the, the per, you have to be fighting someone that does less damage than seven each round. Yeah, yeah. So that you can maintain. So as soon as you're below thirty five percent, go start hitting lower thing. You'll maintain that hull level, and you shouldn't drop below thirty five percent. That's true. It'll bring you yeah, back up to thirty five percent. Bring you under. Bring you back up to thirty five percent. Yeah. Just make sure yeah, that... Well, and not only that, isn't. Leslie, uh, if you're using it with Exchange Hostels, Leslie has also given you that bonus for uh, ship XP for tearing up Stella faster. Yep. So that's good, too. Yep, yep. yep. There you go. Combine him with uh, Pike and uh, Talan? Uh, I like Chen better against the Exchange Traders. I like Chen. Or uh, Goon? Goon will stack. Yeah, Goon working? Yeah, Goon, Goon is good, and they do stack. So, uh, you yeah. could use so, yeah. uh, Pike on top, uh, Goon and uh, Leslie uh, aside. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, but uh, you'll, uh, lo- you'll lose the. Leslie Pike. No, you can't Perot. do. Yeah, Leslie Pike. Leslie Pike Chen. Leslie Pike Chen. No Moreau. I want the extra synergy for the extra hits per the round. Get it to the 20% rather than 15 Stay alive. Oh, Hank is taking a work call. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> appreciate that. I, uh, I think I'll go ahead and get ready to wrap up hey, here. DJ. Oh, hi. What's up? Hey, I don't. Okay, so I had a whole bunch of those high sluice coins, as I call them. You know, I'm going to Las Vegas and I'm going to gamble. Okay. So I know that it takes me a very long time to get frequency modulators. So instead of getting crystal and gas and all the all of that, I got I bought a I bought a second Stella because I had the the money to do so with the with the coins. But I also bought Devor parts and I bought frequency modulators. Now, was that a good investment or was that a bad investment? Since I'm already getting the shards for all of the mud factions. Well, here's here's the thing: if you already did it, then it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but um, the you know, it depends on what you need. I will never tell somebody to not get something that they need. I mean, look at me; I can grind steel, and I was almost ready to buy steel. Okay, so I get it; I understand that. My the reason that I didn't end up buying steel is because that's something I can grind in the game. If I raid enough, I can get the steel, uh, and that's why the modulators might not have been my first choice because I can grind those out uh, as often or as little as I want to plus I can steal them all right like I can go and, and hit over cargo so um, 
you know, the mods wouldn't have been my first choice, but if you're really, I mean, if you're really close to maxing it out, then, then, you know, sure. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't sway you away from that just because I feel like, uh, getting those modulators might take I you to the next like- level. Go ahead. Because I think now, like, my Franklin is now, like, a tier 6 or tier 7. Mm. So it's a lot higher than what it was, like, a month ago. That's good. And, and you know what? If, exact, if it makes your heroic exactly easier, yeah, if it makes your heroic easier and you're satisfied with that choice, then then good. Uh, if it makes your heroic easier and you have to spend less time, then you might consider that worth it. Um, I like I said, it wouldn't have been my first choice because I believe that mods are grindable. Plus, I can steal them very easily uh, from OPCL and Swarm Space. So uh, that wouldn't have been my first choice. But here's the thing: ultimately, if if you're you know Franklin is two tiers higher than it was last month, and you're completing heroic in half the amount of time, then that works for you. Whatever makes you happy, whatever you need in the game. I mean, golly, again, I go back to saying, you know, I might have just made the second biggest mistake ever by skipping an officer, but I, you know, I was going to buy steel and still ended up buying uncommon, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to push. So it might have been a mistake, but it works for me today. And that's what I was concerned with. So I'm not going to fault your decision. Don't get me wrong. I did buy a few officers. I'm like, okay, you know what? It's only, you know, 3,000 heist tokens for, you know, a full, for a full pull of, of this character. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, there I'm you like, go. If you're, if you're happy I with it. I also bought bottle, battle pass. I'm like, you know what? I want battle pass just to see what I get. There you and go. And I have 85 out of the, like, what, 100 shards for a Harry 2.0. Nice. Good. That's excellent. So I'm now like 15 or whatever it is away from here from Harry. Very good. Very good. Well, you'll probably be able to pick that up soon, hopefully within the next couple of months. It'll be available in the Ultra Recruits. I'm I'm still not able to get Pike. And everyone's like you still need Pike. I'm like uh, the Scopely gods hate me. <laughs> RNG is That's not good bad. to you if you're still chasing Pike. I agree. All right, guys. Yeah, well, I'm hey, like- I'm going to uh, go ahead and wrap up our gold today. I think there was some interesting conversation. I am going to go ahead and publish. Uh, and uh, for those of you uh, who can get through the first 10 or 15 minutes <laughs> and get to the meat and potatoes of Star <laughs> Trek, first 10 or 15 minutes yep. was definitely a little bit Eve, but we definitely got into some meat and potatoes with Star Trek, and I appreciate you guys. Thank you. For those of you still in the podcast room now, you got gold for free today. But if you're not always around uh, and you uh, want to be able to get some more of this uh, in-depth, more technical conversation after after the show, then please consider joining our patron program that is available at uh, TalkingTrekSTFC.online and click the link to become a patron to get access to the gold content, which we upload a few times a month, is available for only $5 a month. You can sign up there and become a gold patron. In the meantime, I'll go ahead and bid you adieu. Thank you for being here. For those of you listening uh, on Podbean, on our Podbean app, listening to gold, thank you so very much for your continued support. You guys mean the world to me. Thank you. And you guys i want you to know you're still you you are the reason that i have kind of wholly rededicated myself to talking trek and and star trek content 
uh, and even picking up the video series and all that because I do love this game. I love my community and I love what you guys do for me and what I'm therefore able to do for you in turn. Thank you guys so very much. Your support means more to me than you can possibly know. So appreciate you. Thank you so much. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host of Talking Trek Live and this has been a gold patron uh, recording available on our Podbean app. I will see you this coming Wednesday. Love you, mean it. Bye-bye.